everyone, and welcome to Hosted. This is Brandy Whalen, and I am here today with Deb Creer. She is the host of the Business Power Hour podcast, Ooh. and I'm super excited to have her on. Has some, she does an incredible job bringing C-suite executives onto her show to kind of talk about the ins and outs of running a business. The stuff really that you can't read in all of the articles and books, just getting into to the nitty gritty of things, whether it be marketing, social media, you know, whatever, whatever the journey is for these different executives and how they get from from point A to point Z. I is that love accurate? It. It is, it is. You know, <laughs> and it's it is a ton of fun, right? You know, when we get into this, it really is so much fun. Yeah, and you have you have quite a few episodes that you've published to date. I have done, I've recorded, so some of them still haven't gone live yet. So I've recorded 758. Wow. <laughs> Deb, that's amazing. That's incredible. How long have you been podcasting? Um, it started in 2011, and actually it started as a live program in denver i no saw way. this on your linkedin profile <laughs> um so i am originally a colorado girl that got transplanted down here to atlanta um <laughs> and so i would trot my little self down to mile high radio and we oh did live broadcasts and it was so much fun and then i moved and so we had to, to change the format so that we could do things differently um but and then we totally switched it to a podcast several years after that so when you started in Denver, live, in a studio, was it still the power hour? Business? No, it, we called it the socialite. <laughs> Somewhere I still have, my blue, scandalous. I have my blue boa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, you know. And it was a play on words because we, so this was 10 years ago. Mm. And that was about the point where social media was really being used for businesses. You know, Facebook launched business pages, you know, all sorts of things. And so we had so many people going, I don't know what to do with this. And so we, we, you know, it was like, okay, let's be the socialite and talk about social media. And so that was what my guests were. They were experts in, they were authors, you know, uh, content providers, things like that. And, and it was fun because they came in the studio too. So it was wow. really a lot of fun to, to have, have those conversations. Then we also talked with, you know, people who used social media a lot for um for for uh their their businesses one of my favorites and i don't think they're there anymore was the denver cupcake truck Ooh, i know and they were one of the you know they were a food truck yeah and they you know it was it they used twitter to say hey we're going to be at the corner of you know wherever and wherever smart and that was that was all their marketing i mean they did not there was nothing besides twitter and so it was so much fun to do that but they brought samples. <laughs> Ooh, incredible. Oh, that's a great guest. I know. Those who come very like, can you be gifts? on every week? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they were on the, they were kind of at the forefront of the food truck mania. They were. Really. They were. Um, and to do know, it in such a way to, to leverage social, especially Twitter. Yeah, I mean, this was 10 years ago. And, you know, people were like, Twitter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you wanted to know where they were going to be, that was the only place, you know, you, so you had to be on Twitter to, to find out where they were going to be. And they really were just drive around, park for a couple hours, drive around, park for a couple hours type of, of, of food truck. Oh, wow. That's really incredible. Cause they, they were like the trifecta. So you've got mm -hmm. the, oh, yeah. the food truck craze, the cupcake craze, mm -hmm. and then the social media craze oh, yeah. all wrapped yeah. into one. That's it incredible. It was so much fun to talk to them. Yeah. Okay. So th that's really cool. So most of your guests were, Denver Metro, right. I would assume. Mm -hmm. Did you have mm -hmm. some folks that maybe were doing a book tour and you were able to capture them while they were? I think I had a couple were... of those. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and I was only uh, going in studio for about a year um, because we moved here to Atlanta in 2012. So at that point, that was when we did it on Skype. Um, yes. Remember that program? I do. Yeah. People still and, use Skype. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know and, and, and so we, we did the program on Skype and we still did it live. Which was a challenge. Yeah. You know, Ninety-nine percent of the time, it worked out fine. But when it failed, it failed spectacularly. <laughs> and then we finally went, "Let's pre-record." <laughs> yeah, it, it it does. It makes you appreciate those who still to this oh, day 
are sticky, staying strong to a Anybody live show. Anybody who does live is just, you know, incredible. You know, if they're doing LinkedIn live, Facebook live, or just, you know, true live media, because anything and everything can happen. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. I mean, mm -hmm. I feel like that's what's so cool about podcasting is that mm -hmm. it can go a lot of different directions right. when mm -hmm. you're in an interview. But if you do some pre-recording, you have the, you know, the editing process mm -hmm. that goes into it right. that you can mm -hmm. go back in and fine tune it. But when you're live, mm -hmm. that's, that's it. That's all you've oh, got. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then, okay. So you moved to Atlanta mm -hmm. yeah. and then how long did it take you to start your show once you were there? So we, you know, I transitioned probably right away because, you know, it was, it was one of those things where, you know, once my computer was hooked up, I, I could go. Uh, and, and I don't remember exactly when we transitioned to the business power hour. You know, I could obviously look it up on the, the programs, but it was social talking just about social media had run its course. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there really was only so many times we could say, now this is a good Facebook post and this is what you do on you, right? <laughs> um, and so I hit on that. Um, Mile High went through some changes and I had decided, you know, I'm just going to go out on my own and truly just be a podcaster. And the weird thing was that same week, something in the little fate world lined up and the folks at C-Suite Network contacted me and said, we would like you to be one of our podcasters. And so I've been with C-Suite Network ever since then, um, you know, and, and, but yeah, I mean, it's just seven, you know, 750, whatever programs. Oy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just, that's amazing. And so, you know, I haven't talked to a lot of folks who are involved in a network. I do have some guests coming up that are. Mm -hmm. I would love to dig into that a little bit sure. about being involved with C-Suite mm -hmm. Network, what that entails, mm -hmm. what do they bring you guests, do they help with sponsorship, production, what does that look like? Yo, know, it's, it is whatever level I want it to be. So, okay. you know, they, they host my podcast. Um, and, and so I, obviously I pay them for that. So it's just the same as if I were hosting it somewhere else. And, um, you know, and, and so that makes it nice because they, they can add some ads, you know, they've, they've got the clout to have sponsors and to be able to do all of that. And so it, they add some of those things in. We do get guests through them because people go and they see the podcast and then they have a process where people can, can send in. And we, you know, we, we get two or three a month, maybe that people have come directly from C-suite. They also do their own promotion of our programs. So, you know, we always tag them and things like that. So then it makes it really easy for them just to, to share the posts it is nice to be able to say, we are part of C-Suite Network, right? <laughs> you know? it, it does and, you know, carry like some this, clout. Yeah, this is CNN, right? <laughs> um, you know, and, and so you've kind of got that. The, the nice thing is now, you know, it is all business-focused podcasts. Mm -hmm. They've never told me you can or can't do X. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, they've, and, and I don't think they ever would, but you know, it is a business podcast, so we're not going to go down the realms of anything where, you know, somebody might object to it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of nice to have that great support system. I do all of my own production. I do have a producer, but I do all of my own production. Um, and then, you know, and then we just upload it just like you would a normal podcast. Um, they use megaphone and, and that's where we post the podcast. And, and the production piece, that's a heavy lift. Are you? It can be, uh, you know, and, and it's interesting because, and, and it was funny, I was listening to, to some of your other podcasts and, and you know, we were they were talking about many people don't get past 10 episodes. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for you and I who do this all the time, that just is incredible. But a big part of that is pre and post production because it's a lot more work than, than people think it is. Mm. But you know, and, and we also do a video version. So it's not just the podcast. We do have a, a YouTube channel, but I'm one of these people. I don't edit a lot. So, you know, we got the ums, the uhs, the you knows. Those are still in there. If 
something big happens. Obviously, I edit those out. Uh, you know, I, I had the UPS man appearing at my door one day. Bam, 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 bam. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know, did my dogs get out or something? You know, just lady. Um, you know, so we edited that out. Uh, you know, it probably would have been funny to leave it. But um, but but yeah, I don't I don't micro edit. So, you know, I edit out because we always have a little chit chat at the start. Right. You know, and, and so I edit that out. And then you know, if something happens during it, I, I edit that. But yeah, I mean, it's really not a ton of editing, both on the audio and the video. It's, you know, it, the way I promote my program is it is a conversation, mm. which means we're going to have dramatic pauses. We're going to have, you know, uh, <laughs> we're going to have things where people get stuck in the, you know, loop. And, but that's fine. That's what people do when they're talking to each other. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that it, it's podcasting is, is lovely in that mm -hmm. way that you can, it's a conversation. You're right. just, mm -hmm. you're, it's like as a, as a listener, you're just mm -hmm. eavesdropping in mm -hmm. on a conversation. Yeah, you're sitting at the table with us at Starbucks. And, and there's going to be mm -hmm. likes, mm -hmm. ums, right. awkward pauses. Mm -hmm. And in fact, sometimes I think those pauses are, are pleasing to the listener because right. mm -hmm. you can, and because you stop and think too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like where's this conversation going to mm -hmm. go? How are they going to answer that question? So, yeah, that's really interesting. And I, and I, you know, I was I've listened to some of your episodes, and I was actually going to ask you like, how'd you get Netscape as a sponsor? But that must come that's from the C suite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they've got the big guns to be able to do that. And that is where that's nice is, is to be part of them. Um, you know, and, and it's it, it, the, the one thing, you know, that, that anybody, if they're ever thinking about joining a network, the, the thing that was very important to me was that the content was still my property. Mm -hmm. You know, that was that was the big thing. And of course, they said, yes, it was. Um, I made sure that was in writing. You know, and, and things like that. But yeah, that was the one thing I wanted to make sure of was, you know, I can post it anywhere I want, which I do. We have our own website. Um, you know, it's it obviously streams all the other places. And, you know, and, and, and I didn't want them either going away or saying they could change it or do whatever. It's my content. Yeah. And it sounds like they've never tried to infringe on no. that and, and really only enhancing mm -hmm. the experience right. for, yeah. for you, you know, and... Yeah. I mean, there, there have been times where I've said, I'm, I'd like X guest and I'm thinking you might have some connections, you know? And so we've done some of those. Um, but I try to not do that terribly often because I, there, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to take advantage of, of things, but, but yeah, it is, it is kind of nice to have that network behind you. Yeah. It adds a lot of validity to what mm -hmm. you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So speaking of guests, mm -hmm. You get a few from the network. Mm -hmm. You are approached by people that want to be on your show. Right. You have some ideas of who mm -hmm. you want on your mm -hmm. show. I'm sure you're also a, a speaker, a consultant. You are, you have a network that I'm sure mm -hmm. you're tapping right. into as mm -hmm. well. So what do you look for in a guest? So we do, you know, for the most part, we don't reach out to people anymore. It's only if I see that, say, one of my LinkedIn connections has a new book that sounds mm -hmm. interesting or, you know, things like that. So for the most part, people come to us and, you know, when you've been doing it this long, that's that is. And so they come to us either individually or through a firm like yours. Mm -hmm. um, and and we do have a little bit of a process. We have a form that must be completed. And, and that just simplifies things so that we're kind of looking at apples and, and apples. And mm -hmm. what I look for is, okay, in a couple paragraphs, did you interest me? Is mm -hmm. it something that I'm going to think I can talk to somebody for an hour? Because it is the business power hour. <laughs> and, and so I really do. I read it. And, and, but I'll be honest, we really have not turned down all that many. There have been a couple times where I really couldn't figure out how to make it any way business focused. Um, but there are also ways where, where you can, can do things like that. I, we had a, a guest pitch to us one time and she said, you know, she, she has had written a book for children on artificial insemination and she wanted to tie it. I'm like, Whoa. And, you know, and, and so I, I, I did go back to her and I said, okay, I'm not quite sure how, and she said, okay. 
She said, I quit my job. I have had to market this myself. It is now my business. I went, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. That's um, interesting. We yeah. can talk about that yeah. for an hour. Yeah. You know, and, and she's actually been on a couple of times and, and because she, you know, she has, has written follow-up books. So mm-hmm. she talks about how to, to, to self-publish. I mean, all of those things while talking about the importance of her message. But yeah, if somebody can pitch to me in about two paragraphs and it's interesting, we go back to them and say, great, we'd love to have you on the program. And do you ever have any topics that you have on your radar? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to, in the next couple of months, I want to cover this, this, and this. Once a year, we focus an entire month on LinkedIn. Um, And it's, it's, you know, this year, it, it actually is April. So all of our April programs, the guests will be about LinkedIn. And they have to be a new guest talking about LinkedIn. So I can't be, now I take that back. My very first guest is, is somebody who, who I have on several times. He and I just really click. Um, and he's a, a, he's a podcaster, obviously himself. And, but he's, he is a LinkedIn expert. And, and so he's going to kind of kick off the month for us, but yeah, otherwise it's just kind of anything and everything. And it doesn't have to be hardcore business. You know, I've had nutritionists on, I've had mental health experts on. Um, I had someone on just a couple days ago that his program will, will air shortly. He is um, an ex, an expert on how introverts network. Hmm. Um, you know, and, and so part of that was also a mental, you know, type of, of thing. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, I, I figure it's, it's all the same thing. You know, we have to be healthy in order for our businesses to be successful. Yeah, so I I can definitely see where that tie-in, where that connects, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got the C-suite executives, Mm -hmm. but then you have all these other professionals who Mm -hmm. certainly have expertise Mm -hmm. to share with these folks who, you know, I think every entrepreneur struggles with all of those Mm -hmm. things, sleep, nutrition, Mm -hmm. mental health, relationships, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So if it, so if you can find a correlation Mm -hmm. and, and a and good topics to discuss mm-hmm. over an hour. Right. They're an ideal guest. Yep. You know, I've only ever had two people turn me down, flat out turn me down. Um, one was a big name person who told me, oh, sure, I'd love to do it. And then his person said, he was being polite. Don't contact us again. Oh. I know. And the Ooh. funny thing, he came back to me and said, hey, I want to be on your program. And I turned him down. <laughs> Yeah, yikes. Um, but I've, I, now I, I had, and then I had one person who I approached, he'd written a book, fabulous book. I really wanted to talk to him about it. And he said, I never do more than 30 minutes. And I thought about it and I thought, you know, it's good enough. And I want to talk to him. We can do 30 minutes. I guess it's my program. I can do what yeah, I want. Yeah, you can do it, what right? you want. Yeah. Um, and so, so we did that. I, I've had a couple people that we've done shorter than the hour for a variety of reasons, but he was very specific about that. And you know, and, and good on him to, to say, this is my boundary. Um, I did have a person one time who they said, I can't talk for an hour. And I said, okay, first of all, I just saw you give a 45 minute presentation. (laughs) And I said, but more importantly, it's my job to, to have enough questions, have done enough research, all of those things to fill the hour. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and he just, he, he wouldn't do it for whatever reason. And that was fine. Um, this was back when podcasting was still pretty new and it, it might've just been a little uncomfortable for him. Yeah. A little intimidating. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, I think what we find often is that folks have a hard time realizing their voice. Mm-hmm. What is their story? Right. Can they carry their expertise mm-hmm. for a full mm-hmm. hour? But that's that, like you said, if you, if you are, if you are a guest on a podcast mm-hmm. And the podcast host is experienced mm-hmm. at interviewing. Right. You don't really have to do anything mm-hmm. besides show up and be open right. to the questions. Right. And that's something too mm-hmm. that I'm sure you hear from guests. Can we have the questions in advance? Right. Oh yeah. How can and we I, prep? Uh, yeah, and I tell no um, because I don't have questions in advance. Now I know that there are some that do. I've been on podcasts where they have said we will ask this and this and this, and it. Uh, it, yeah. was, it, it, it was easy for me to prepare, but then of course I felt, I, you, you can tell already, I would have felt very stilted by that. Um, but, you know, I, I tell people, we, we do ask them for, obviously we ask them for their bio, things like that. But then I say, you know, what are your speaking points? Please give us three to five subject matter things. I don't guarantee we'll cover them. 
you know, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't because conversations go where conversations go, mm-hmm. but it kind of helps them to know a little bit about, okay, this is, is, you know, we're, and, and, you know, and, and the nice thing, it's a business podcast. So there's not gotchas. There's not, you know, anything. I'm not Geraldo. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to try and, and embarrass anybody. If I ever think there might be something that they can't talk about, I ask it in advance, um, you know, and, and just to, because I don't want them to say, I can't answer that. I mean, that's not good podcast, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I might ask them in advance, okay, if I ask you about, say, current affairs and how, you know, something, and, and then I leave it to them if they want to talk about it or not. Do you ever ask them during, you know, kind of the intro, whether there's mm-hmm. topics that they want to avoid or anything that they want to avoid? I, I had one and it, and this was, it actually was one of, uh, it's, it's, you know, one of my favorite interviews. Uh, it's a, a woman who started her own business and she has now franchised it and it's indoor miniature golf. Hmm. You know, and it was like, okay, this sounds interesting. She started this, you know, all this stuff. And, and they said, can she talk about her history and why she did this? And I went, sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I always ask people, well, the reason she started it, and part of what really pertains to her business, was the fact that starting at age four, she was sexually abused by her stepfather. Oh wow! And and she'd written a book about it, and she, you know, I got a copy of the book. It was the book was, you know, it wasn't anything. I mean, obviously, it was very traumatic, but it, the book didn't go into detail, so you didn't, you know, I mean, it was, um, it, it it would just say things like the monster came into the room. Yeah. And, you know, and, and things like that. But it was very pertinent as to how she grew up, how she started her business, all of these various things. And and so she told me, she said, ask anything you want. She said, I will tell you anything, um, you know, and and so and, and it really was it was it was just incredible to hear her story and to realize, oh, my gosh, look what she has done with her life. Yeah. And after 750 episodes, I'm sure there have been a few moments like that that you've mm-hmm. encountered where people have oh, shared where things with you. they just something on me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can be moving. I mean, that's one example. Mm-hmm. Are there any other times that you walked away from an interview and it, it just, it didn't quite leave you? I mean, I'm sure that that mm-hmm. happens a lot. It, it does, uh, you know, and, and I mean, I love talking with all my guests in all of these. I think there've only been maybe two where we ended and I went, huh. yeah. <laughs> or I'm, I'm thinking, can I look at my watch? <laughs> you know, and, and, um, but, and, and it, wonderful people just for some reason we didn't click. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's chemistry. Right. That's just yeah. human connection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. click you know, and connect been with sitting everyone. Having coffee, the same thing would have happened. Sure. But, but yeah, they, 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 my goal with anybody I interview is that I learn something mm-hmm. and figuring, okay, if I learn something, hopefully that the listeners and the viewers will learn also. And there are definitely some where it's, they've made, you know, just based on conversations with them, I've made changes in my business. I've made personal changes. I've, you know, whether it's professionally or, you know, like I, I had a woman on one time, you know, talking nutrition and I changed some of the things that, that I was eating, you know, all of those various things based on, you know, things that she said. So it's, it's always interesting because again, I figure if I'm interested, hopefully other people are interested. Yeah. And I don't know if you've, if you've experienced this, but your show is an hour plus, Mm -hmm. right? That's long. It is, but also, mm-hmm. don't you think that there's this this critical tipping point mm-hmm. where people just let loose? Right. It's it's at about the halfway mark, um, you know, because obviously, you know, we start yada yada yada. Please, I'd like you to you know meet my guest. Here's their bio. Yada yada yada. And then I say, tell me about how you got to where you are today. Mm-hmm. So we get that story, which sometimes is two minutes. Sometimes it's 15 minutes. Um, and then we start that conversation and then you can tell where we really click at that point. Um, you know, and, and usually it is, it's about the halfway mark. I always set a timer. I always have my phone handy. I, you know, I set the timer because I know that when we get to 10 minutes left, I still have so much I want to talk about. 
and and they usually do too. I mean, I don't think I've ever really had a guest who went, "Thank God that's done." <laughs> you know? And yeah, maybe, you know, but but you know, and, and I always I think, "Oh crap, we only have 5 minutes left." Um, you know, and, and so, but I do have to set the timer because, you know, three hours from now, we'd, we'd still be talking. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, there, there really is that point where there, there is just that little, and I don't, maybe it's an aha moment or, oh my gosh, I've felt that too, or, you know, things like that. But yeah, there is kind of that, that special point where it's like, aha, mm -hmm, this is why we're talking to this person. Well, and you have to get through the, the, the niceties, oh, yeah. you gotta do right? That the the, the mm -hmm. intros and just the get to know yous. I mean, you're literally meeting these people for the first time. Right. Oh, You're yeah. just recording it. Mm -hmm. It'd be the same thing if you were to meet at a dinner party right. and you were yeah. just kind of mm -hmm. exchanging your resumes. Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. then you can maybe talk about something where there's something in there that you're mm -hmm. like, ooh, yes, I have, mm -hmm. I have a, some commonalities here. And let's, oh, yeah. let's dig into that a little bit further. Yeah, I, I always have, you know, pen and paper handy because, you know, as they're saying something, I think, oh my gosh, I need to remember to ask about or, you know, all of those things. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can, I can, we've had this a similar experience. We do, we do a story craft session with a lot of our <gasps> clients to mm -hmm. help develop their stories right. for podcasting. Mm -hmm. And it's the same sort of thing where we get to like minute 20. Mm-hmm. And then they'll start to really open up because right. in the beginning, it's like, okay, you're in marketing, but like, mm -hmm. what, like, what, mm -hmm. what's something crazy? Like what mm -hmm. happened in your life that made you want to do this? Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes they figure it out for themselves mm -hmm. for the very first time right. where they're like, mm -hmm. oh, that's mm -hmm. exactly why I do this. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's really, it's really cool to have those, those moments where you right. just get to kind of break it down and, mm -hmm. and be, and be open with mm -hmm. each other. It's yep. kind of magical, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 750 guests. Mm -hmm. What are some interesting outcomes that you've had from podcasting? I would assume that you've done some business with people that you've had. On I have. Shows. I mean, yeah, I've definitely developed business interests and friendships. Um, the, the young woman who, you know, uh, had the experience with AI, she and I are now friends. We've never met in person. Um, but we're friends, you know, she's, she has a, a fascinating story on, on several different levels. And so we are friends, um, there, yeah, definitely business associations with people where, you know, even if it's just that I'm referring business to them, you know, yeah. things like that, because I, I know enough about them that I can do that there, you know, it's because it's a conversation, you know, you are kind of delving a little bit deeper, even if it's just business topics, where you're wanting to know kind of some of those those interesting details and what's really fun is when it's somebody that i might know and i find things out that i didn't know about them you know because it's like oh my gosh you know i can't believe i can't believe i didn't know that about you you know type of thing like when i was looking at your linkedin profile i'm like you're in denver <laughs> <laughs> yeah all of those things that i mean that makes for a great interview. I mean, cause, right. cause listeners can hear that. Like if it's information that you're hearing yep. for the very first mm -hmm. time and you're surprised mm -hmm. and you dig in deeper, mm -hmm. that's something that's really interesting to the listener as well. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's, it's fun because yeah, they, those aha moments really are just incredible. Yeah, so you are publishing twice a week. Yep. Outside of podcasting, what, what sorts of things do you enjoy doing? So I do have my own PR marketing firm um, and and have had for almost 20 years. So, you know, when everybody went, oh, my God, I'm home-based. Well, I've been home-based for 20 years. <laughs> um, and we, you know, it's it's great fun. Our, our niche is to work with companies on social media, on their use of social media. Mm -hmm. um, but we do other, I mean, you know, like we've designed websites. We do, you know, anything and everything that a, a marketing firm does all of the people that I work with are virtual. You know, I bring in who I need just for the team or for that project, and then we go on. Um, I also focus specifically on working with C-suite executives. <laughs> See, there's that tie-in um, on their LinkedIn profiles and how oh. they use it for their personal brand. Um, I, you know, and, and so, and then, you know, then there's like fun stuff, you know, you get to do all the, 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 the really fun stuff. I love seeing, especially on your LinkedIn profile, how important 
being a mother is to you that you list it as a job. I do. Um, I just, I thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> and especially, you know, because it is, especially for women, right? You know, I don't have kids, but for women, I mean, that's, that is a huge thing because it's, I mean, it is obviously a lifetime, but it's, it is, it's, well, it's so important. Um, but it is, you know, you're, uh, it, there's so many things, components that go with that molding of those young minds Hmm. That is, you know, it's it's very much, you know, a, a career. It is. It is. I mean, I, I think that being a mother has made me a much better professional mm -hmm. in just the way that oh, yeah. I yep. that I approach situations mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and it's just it's my whole it's my whole being. It's my whole person, right? right. That's who mm -hmm. I am professionally, mm -hmm. professionally, mm -hmm. like that's it's all intertwined. So mm -hmm. I think it's really important to just call it out and and well, and, and, and humanize is, people, yeah, right? You know, the, the, the people that say we have a work-life balance. <laughs> yeah. First what of is all, that? a balance is 50-50. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know that there's no way that you spend, you know, however many hours, that it's an even break. I mean, it's just, that's not going to happen. And, and it is, we bring in to each side of the component things from there you know are mm -hmm. you know we like you said you know you have you know working and raising your children you now have different thoughts on how you work with people professionally you know there are things that professionally that then we bring into our personal lives i mean it's 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 all tied up into one thing you know it's no you know it's not that i shut the door and everything is no you know it, it is all tied together yeah and i think the more we recognize that i i think that's it's so funny deb because i feel like it was like the buzzword of the last what ten years is mm -hmm. this work life balance idea, and and it was driving me mad mm -hmm. because I felt like people were getting it, and I right. just was the only one out there that was like, I can't find that balance. Yeah. I don't know and, what that. And they looks got so like. stressed when they couldn't find it, right? Yes. You know, when they're checking emails at ten thirty at night, and and you know, changing diapers and all of those things. It's like, no, you just kind of got to blur it all together. You do, you do. And I kind of take every situation for what it is, you know, mm -hmm. just like, what's the most important thing that I should yeah. be doing mm -hmm. right now? Right. Mm -hmm. If I'm at home, if I'm mm -hmm. with the family, it's like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to look at my email. But when right. I'm looking at my oh, email, yeah. I'm looking at my email mm -hmm. and I'm not doing other mm -hmm. things. It's just, it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a balancing act mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Well, and being home, a home-based business, you know, that was one of the things I learned very early on were those little things called boundaries. Yes. You know, and, and because yes. people, you know, I had clients that, well, you're home 24 seven. So why are you not responding 24 seven? And, you know, or friends, well, you're home. What do you mean you can't go to a movie at two o'clock? Yeah. You know, I, and, and all so I learned, you know, I, typically don't respond to emails, texts, things like that after about six. Hmm. Um, and, you know, really not evenings, really not weekends. But the, the way I really figured it out, here's my little ninja trick. I told my clients, I said, more than happy to do things for you evenings, weekends, and holidays. It'll cost you double. Hmm. <laughs> smart. That's really And they smart. always go... Oh, you can wait. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Hey, turns out it's not that important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you find other ways? I'm just curious because I think a lot of people have a hard time with establishing boundaries, especially when you're working mm -hmm. in your home environment. And I and it's interesting because I think we look at the client side a lot, but the friend side, I've oh, yeah. I have certainly experienced mm -hmm. that. You go for mm -hmm. a quick walk. You want to grab mm -hmm. coffee. Yep. So and, how and family you... too. I mean, yeah, you know, they, family they figure too. I can call. In fact, earlier today, you know, my phone rang. I looked at it and it was like, okay, I know it's a personal call. I know it's probably not going to be a short call, but, and I, so I went ahead and took it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you look at it and you think, are they going into your voicemail or not? Yeah. And outside of kind of giving your clients some transparency into what mm -hmm. it looks like working be at evenings mm -hmm. and weekends do you let them know up front your your traditional work hours and mm -hmm. oh yeah what they can yep. expect mm -hmm. in replies mm -hmm. I, yeah. and timeliness I, I tell them you know my my work hours are the standard eight to five mm -hmm. you know and now i mean that's not to say that i'm not reading the email at 10 30 at night right i just don't respond um you know or i put it in drafts or or whatever now and you know or i might send them a quick thing saying hey i'll get back to this in the morning things mm -hmm. like that um especially because 
now that we're in this virtual world where we're working with people literally around the world, so yes. you know, all these different time zones, but you know, it, it's it, I I I let them know, you know, these are you know what's going on, and of course the the ones that are the trickiest are when you work with friends and family. <laughs> Because, you know, they they tend to push those boundaries a little bit more and it's harder to push back mm -hmm. to say, you know what, it's Saturday. I'm not going to respond to you, um, you know, and that's but I just saw you playing on Facebook. So, <laughs> yep. um, you know, and, and so but yeah, it's and, and, you know, they they appreciate it, too, because, you know, for example, when I moved here to Atlanta, one of my clients was out in California. So three hour time difference. Mm -hmm. They were were sending me email messages that I would receive at 7.30 at night. It's 4.30 for them. And I wouldn't respond. And yeah, that went, I, there were about two of those. And the third one was what gives. And I said, okay, it is a three hour difference. Obviously, if it's an emergency, we deal with this. And I said, but I'll make you a deal. I won't respond at 7.30 p.m. And I won't expect you to respond at 4.30 a.m. That got them. <laughs> well, they just had to change their perspective, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Because you're um, just like calling out the the difference. Like right. this and is. And it's it's all about communication. Mm -hmm. You know, they 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 actually never really thought about it was a three hour time difference. Yeah, and you brought up a really interesting point about working with uh, friends and family. So, do you find yourself? Is that something that you did a lot of in the beginning of your career yeah. and slowly mm -hmm. started to? phase out of or have you figured I, you out know, a balance because i have never figured out this balance it, it is tricky and usually what i you know i mean and i mean it's kind of one of those things where a lot it's it's not a bad thing if your clients are your friends i mean yeah. you know i kind of like to have a friendly relationship with people mm -hmm. but it, it is true especially in the in social media you know because a lot of my clients are my facebook friends and I'm very careful about what I post. I tell people my 89-year-old mother looks at my Facebook page every day. I'm not going to post anything that's that's causing a problem. But, you know, I do have to be careful because they will look at things and go, wait a minute. Um, and they do get insight as to what's going on. And I haven't really shared it. Um, you know, I'm, I am a cancer survivor. I'm actually still in treatment. So every once in a while, you know, I drop off the face of the earth because I'm having treatment. And so my clients see that because they're on my Facebook page. Should I maybe not post it? Should I not have them as Facebook friends? I don't know. I mean, it's it's obviously a personal choice for everybody. Yeah. But it is hard working. And of course, the really tricky part working with friends and family is they usually expect that they're going to get a discount. <laughs> right? Right. The friends and family discount. Yes. Sometimes I give it. Sometimes I don't. Um, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. It's if I can refer them to somebody else, I do that. And I just say, you know, this it's going to be better for everybody if, you know, somebody else helps you. Yes. Or I treat you like a traditional client. Right. I think that's the hard part, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so happy to hear that you are a cancer survivor and you're still in I'm treatment. I'm still kicking. Yeah. You're still, <laughs> you're still kicking it. And I, and I think it is, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, posting the, I, I have a domestic engineer as one of my, as one of my, um, on my LinkedIn, if you, yeah. if any, mm -hmm. if you all have seen this, but it's, it's listed as a, as a job for me, but I, I do think it's important to show mm -hmm. your clients a little bit into your life. Mm -hmm. I think that even just with the client that you had in California and turning the tables a bit of like, here's what I'll do. Mm -hmm. I won't yeah. answer your email and I won't expect you to answer at 4.30, mm -hmm. but also it's good for people to see inside your life of what is going yeah. on. Well, and the key is that it's not TMI. No. You know, and, and so, you know, like, like I do have a private Facebook group that is dedicated towards my cancer journey. Anybody can be part of it. I mean, I don't think I've ever turned anybody down um, unless I mean, I actually there was one person where I knew that they were just going to troll people and try and sell them stuff. It was like, no, that's that's not the purpose of not this. the place here. Yeah. yeah. So so that's where if somebody really wants to know what's going on. That's where they go, um, you mm. know, and and but I try, you know, like I said, my mom looks at my Facebook page, so I'm not going to be posting, you know, and, and do, do I provide too much information sometimes? Maybe. I mean, you know, and, and, um, but you know, I'm, I'm also not providing things that I don't want the entire world to see. 
Yeah. Um, you know, they might go, really? She's posting about that again? But, you know, it's not anything that's embarrassing or, or anything like that. And, you know, again, it's, it's social media is a totally personal preference, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I read posts. I'm like, oh, OK, you really wanted the world to see that. <laughs> well, and it's tricky because I like we're we're hiring all the time here at Kitcaster mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I do a really good job. Mm-hmm. I do a pretty deep dive yeah. into the candidates mm-hmm. that we're really interested in. Mm-hmm. So be mindful of what you're putting out into the world and would you want your future employer to see that? And it's just tricky. And especially different ages. You know, that's that's the other thing. I'm I'm a little more mature. Um, And so, you know, I'll look at, say, you know, what what people in there and I am not on TikTok. I'm not on, you know, for one thing, I would be going squirrel all the time. (laughs) Um, And but but a lot of that I do look at and think. Is this really what you want the world to be seeing about you, especially because it's a public post and we've all heard about people who either haven't gotten a job or have lost a job because of things they have posted, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and some of it can just be as simple as language. Um, You know, I I was talking with a young woman one time and she was the most incredibly professional person in the world until you went to her Twitter account and then every Every sentence, I mean, like every every tweet had at least three or four F-bombs in it. Oh, my gosh. And and I told her, I said, you got to stop that. I mean, she was getting ready to graduate from college. And I said, have a different Twitter account for your friends. Because mm-hmm. at least Twitter, you know, you can have some wonkadoodle name and people can't find you. And I said, but the one that has your name attached to it had better be something that if a potential employer sees, they're not going to go, uh-uh, no, no, we're not going to have that in the office. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think it's, it, it, yeah, I mean, that's a really, it seems like social media 101, but I do think that we get kind of wrapped up, especially since, you know, we've had a, a unique couple of years right. where oh, yeah. our connection mm-hmm. has been, mm-hmm. it's yeah, been mean, online, I've, it's been virtual. Yeah. And and sometimes, you know, I, I tell people the big thing is this screen in front of us is not a shield. It does mm-hmm. not give you permission to call people names um, it does not give you, you know, all of these various things, but you know, like masks, good, bad, whatever. I mean, I've been called all sorts of names because I say I wear a mask and, and I'm still wearing a mask. I am wearing a mask because my oncologist tells yes. me you wear that mask. It's the right thing to do for you. And, you know, and, and if you don't want to wear a mask, fine. I really don't care. But don't be calling me names because of it, um, you know, yeah. or vaccines or <clears throat> politics, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I'm here in Georgia. Oy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but but yeah, Messy. I mean, it's just it really is tricky. And, and the hard part is it is something that many of those we feel very passionate about and we want to have discussions with people and you know, now granted we're getting back out there and we're seeing people again there for, you know, at least the first year-ish of COVID. That was our only outlet, mm-hmm. but we still had to be very careful with what we were posting. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not necessarily a constructive two-way dialogue. I mean, I, I think that kind of, you know, taking it back, moving from social media and back into to podcasting, even just like I mean, a podcast, at least you're having a constructive right. mm-hmm. two-way dialogue mm-hmm. where you may not agree, mm-hmm. but perhaps you can just see each other's mm-hmm. viewpoints mm-hmm. or be open to it. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily, again, you don't have to align completely, but have a constructive conversation. Right. Right. You know, social media has its has its own place and, and it's certainly not the place for constructive conversation. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. So. And you know, one of the cool things, of course, about podcasting now is is how the technology has evolved. Yes. And the fact that we're using Zoom, we're using whatever. Because mm-hmm. I think it really does make a big difference for the good, for the positive, when you can see the other person's face. I agree. You know, I'm not going to say, well, Brandy, you're an mm, idiot when I can see your face. And I might type yeah. that on Facebook. But if I can see your face and we can read body cues, we can be like, oh, okay, that question, I shouldn't have gone there or they misunderstood. Even if it's just they didn't understand what I was, you know, uh, you know, I was asking about direct marketing and, you know, I mean, yeah, you can, you can pick up on some of those cues. So I love that technology is continually evolving. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's really important to be able, even if it's just audio based, if you're not mm -hmm. doing anything with the video, mm -hmm. it's important to have the video mm -hmm. because yep. there's so much mm -hmm. that you pick up on that you wouldn't otherwise. Right. And you get that deeper connection. Mm -hmm. And that time that we were talking about earlier about mm -hmm. breaking down that barrier, mm -hmm. I feel like it shrinks a bit when you yes. can at least mm -hmm. see the other person mm -hmm. through a screen. Yep. You know, because I feel like you are, you've done, a, you've had a couple different shows, mm -hmm. all interview based. You have a really, not everyone is a natural born interviewer. And I, you know, I think it takes practice. Mm -hmm. You've had practice. You also just are really good at driving I'm a chatty. conversation. <laughs> You're really good at driving the conversation though. Mm -hmm. And like actively listening and I, you know, I think that that is something that we haven't talked a lot about in ho on Hosted. Mm -hmm. We've mm -hmm. talked a, a lot about the logistics mm -hmm. to podcasting, maybe some pre-production pre things, production mm -hmm. stuff. But give, could you just give the listeners some tips on how to drive a good conversation? I mean, part of it really is the preparation. You know, if, if they are an author, I read their book. Oh, I want to be able you to say, oh my it. gosh. Yeah, I read it. I read it. Now, am I reading it word for word? No. Mm -hmm. um, I can skim really pretty good. So I can read a 300 page book in a couple hours. Um, you know, and, and so I do that. But yeah, if we're going to talk about the book, I need to be able to say, oh my gosh, I remember in the chapter you talked about yada, yada, yada. Um, or to ask them, you know, hey, one of the principles in the book that you discussed was was this. And so I read their books. I look at their websites, you know, um, I, I don't, I, now I look at LinkedIn. We ask our guests for their other social media. I don't usually go in and really research them there. Um, we ask them for that so that we can tag them in the posts. Yeah. And typically, you know, I become their Facebook friend, things like that. And I always tell them, feel free to unfriend us later. I mean, you know, not like I'm going to post anything that's controversial, but you know, might just not be what they want to want to see. Um, but it's it's all about doing that pre-prep, doing that research. Um, and then just, I think it's, it, maybe maybe I'm the three-year-old that is just really big on saying, why? <laughs> you know? and, and so I think that's it. It's that kind of natural curiosity yeah. to be saying, tell me more about this. I'm really interested in it. Well, and like you mentioned before, even the people that you know that you bring onto the show, you usually walk away knowing right. more about that person oh gosh, than you yeah. ever mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. yeah. So just that, that genuine curiosity is, is really important and actively listening. Right. Yeah, that is the thing. I mean, with video now, you know, when, when I started out, well, when I started out, we were in studio. But, you know, then we went to just audio and, and even on Skype, we, we just, you know, we could not, we did not set it to where we could see each other. And so I could be, you know, playing solitaire on the computer or trimming my nails or doing whatever. You can't do that now. No, <laughs> or you, you cannot. Shouldn't, you say. shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would be pretty apparent if you were right. off in mm -hmm. another land. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Great. Well, Deb, this has been so fantastic. It and has been so great to get to know you. Yes. Yes. We love working with you. I know that our clients really enjoy coming on your show because it is such a thoughtful interview. And as you know, at the end of Hosted, we like mm -hmm. to play Would You Rather. Yes. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to play this game? I'm ready. I'm ready. I was listening to some of your others and, <laughs> and I told you before we started, I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> but we'll give it a go. Here's the deal. If you are like, I don't know who these people are, mm -hmm. we'll skip it. Okay. And okay. we'll move on to another one. Mm -hmm. Does that seem fair mm -hmm. enough? Perfect. Okay, great. All right. So would you rather, or who would you rather write your business pitch? Elon Musk or Oprah? Oprah. And I mean, she's a, she's a fascinating, she's a, an incredibly strong businesswoman. I think Elon might go off on different tangents. <laughs> you know, I think Oprah would be a little bit more focused. You just don't know what kind of what kind of I business know. plan you would end up with. Might You'd end up fun, in outer space. I might be sure. I might be shooting off into space. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah seems like a pretty safe bet and and yeah. very well thought out. I'm sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. intentional. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so tax season. 
-hmm. is upon us mm -hmm. since it is March. Uh, who would you rather do your taxes? Willie Nelson or Mike Tyson? I think Willie got in trouble for his taxes. Did he really? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, I mean, who knows? He's a wild card. I know. I know. He is so much fun. And I, you know, I don't know about Mike Tyson either and to, to what their knowledge level would be. I guess I I'm going to pick Mike Tyson, you know, yeah. because I'm, I'm thinking he might be a little more focused on working mm -hmm. on it than Willie Nelson might be. <laughs> I, I, I think that that's, a, that's some good reasoning. Yeah. Willie's got some things going on, you know, Willie, Willie enjoys life. Let's just put enjoy. it that way. <laughs> he's the fullest. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure he's not worried about his taxes. I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, who would you rather be at a bar? Who would you rather have cook at your barbecue? Anthony Bourdain or Guy Fieri? Oh, Guy Fieri. I think he's <laughs> a blast. <laughs> I mean, I have to watch all of his his various shows. You know, I, I, know. I think he would just be so much fun. The diners, what is it? Diners, diners, drive -ins drive -ins and, and dives or something. Yes, like that. Yeah. yes, yeah. yes. That's my favorite. I like. I feel yeah. like I'm always making notes. Like when I go to cities, like where am I mm -hmm. supposed to go? Oh, yeah. Those where, are the best where, places. Where did guy eat? Um, and I love that he's brought his his son Hunter, and and he's got a younger son that he brings into. But Hunter's really become part of the program, um, and I just think that's so much fun to to see him do things like that. Yeah, I think that's a good choice for sure. And he's a good, he likes barbecue and hamburgers and all that stuff. I'm not sure about Anthony. I know. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that was a, that was definitely a good one. That's it. That was easy. See, I knew who they were. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. This is great, Deb. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. This has been really a ton of fun. Yeah. And, and everyone should go to Deb's podcast the Business Power Hour. Easy, Check easy. it out. Listen, subscribe, mm -hmm. rate and review. Deb has some fantastic guests on the show. So check it out. And for those of you who are tuning in every other week to Hosted, keep doing it. Find us on yes, our social channels. Great program. Oh yes. my gosh, I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been really fun. And, and our whole team's behind it. So we have our marketing team who's creating the social content and we have a couple of our team members that are doing all the audio engineering. So uh, it's, cool. it's, it's a group effort mm -hmm. hosted is. So I thanks to it. everyone listening and we will see you next time. Have a great one. And thank you so much for having me on your program. It's been fantastic. Thanks Deb. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hosted, a podcast brought to you by Kitcaster, a podcast booking agency. If you want to find out more about Kitcaster, about Hosted, find us on all of the relevant social channels and tune in to more episodes of Hosted. Take care.